right, good Wednesday night. This is the uh, Paranormal IRL. I was going to say Beyond Reality. I was going to say The Independence Gang. I was going to say about seven <laughs> different things before I realized what show we were doing tonight. But for those people who are kind of new to what's going on here, uh, this channel, uh, a lot of what we're doing here was formerly known as Beyond Reality. We had a good six-year run with that particular program, but we decided it was time for a bit of a shakeup. Britt and I got together on this. We came up with the name Paranormal IRL. Britt, do you know and can you explain what IRL means in that title, Paranormal IRL? In real life. Um, right. it's, it's, the new, it's the new tagline that they put on the end of everything, all these new podcasts coming out. So I figured, why don't we just put it at the end of the honesty is JV and I were struggling for a new name that kind of encompassed all of Paranormal. And that's what we came up with. It was, it was simple. It's to the point. And it's not fancy, and we hope it's easy to remember. Yeah, that, that's the key, that it's easy for us to remember, because already I forgot yes. it tonight when I went to introduce the show, so it's not that not as easy as it seems. Or maybe, again, this falls into uh, <laughs> you and I having that age issue thing that we were talking about last night. But I want to say hello to everybody, and thanks for joining us. Um, did you notice in that opening uh, clip and with this this animation here. I know you look like my pudgy Italian uncle, but I look like I had my wisdom teeth taken out. You know, look how puffy my face yeah. looks in there. Yeah, and it looks like if you look at the tooth to the right, <laughs> uh, it looks like it's knocked the... out. So maybe maybe you upset the missus and she gave you a right hook. Oh. And that's why you're all puffy. Uh, I certainly look puffy in the jaw area. I don't know how to explain that. I don't know if that in itself is paranormal, uh, but it certainly could be. By the way, I want to mention um, uh, our good friend John Russell, who we had on the program last week, if you remember, uh, contact me again saying how much he enjoyed it he felt like it was one of the best interviews that he has done uh, i don't know what that says about me brick because i've interviewed him about six times that was the seventh time you were involved this time and he seems to think this was one of the best he's done so because i like because i'm a conversationalist yeah. and he doesn't have to run his mouth the whole time he let me run the mouth so he got to take a break hit a shot of whiskey and when you're the drunker you guys are, the more entertaining I am. Is that how it works? I do want to say, though, I mean, yeah, I, that show is what last a week ago tonight. And the podcast right. version of that show has been downloaded and listened to nearly 15,000 times. So, oh, uh, get out of here. So, yeah, I'm just passing the numbers on, just passing them on. Uh, so, wow. So, people like John Russell, people like that discussion. And of course, thank you to everybody that was who's downloaded the show. Yeah. Well, that was our second show in this new format. Yeah. Second show in the new format. Right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. All right. Cool. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But tonight is going to, going to be no less interesting, I promise you that. We've got a great conversation ahead of you. In fact, our guest... Yeah, I know you have a lot of questions. Uh, you're, you were chomping at the bit last night to ask questions, and I had to tell you that our guest, Dr. Christopher Macklin, is not on tonight, Britt. He's going to be on tomorrow night, which is now tonight. Yes. So now you'll be able to ask I those questions. I was all questions. prepared. 
Yeah. I was all prepared yesterday, and you just totally blew me out of the water. But the beautiful thing about our guest tonight is he's not uh, unidirectional, not singly singularly focused. He's got a lot of really interesting things to talk about, including uh, ETs. We're going to spend a, a great deal of time talking about ETs, good ones, bad ones. We're also going to talk about conspiracies, but he's also written books about ET generated diseases. And I, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm not even going to get into detail as to what that's about yet. I'm going to let Christopher tell us uh, when we bring him in here in just a minute, what all that means. But Christopher Macklin specializes in healing ab abductees and others who have suffered related negative ET trauma. He assists people in removing negative ET presences from their lives, clearing homes and land, and closing multidimensional portals. He uh, is today an internationally known energy healer who focuses on healing people from all forms of illnesses, in including and especially those created through ET technologies such as Lyme's disease and others. So just that introduction alone uh, gives you an indication of the, of the directions we can go here. So let's get started because we don't have uh, have Christopher for all night. We've only got him for about 45 minutes or so. So let's talk about all this stuff. Christopher, welcome to the program. It's such an honor to have you with us tonight. Yay, thanks, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Bless your heart. It's wonderful to be here. Let me ask you how this journey <laughs> began for you, because as I, you know, in this very brief bio that I just uh, introduced you with, uh, I left out so many parts of, of your knowledge, the things you've worked on, the things you've studied. It's such a complex network of things that you've kind of brought into your fold. How did you get started with all this? Well, when I was really young, I, I used to see a lot of things like craft in the sky, um, uh, interdimensional beings like negative ETs that come in your bedroom and want to mess with you. And, you know, I remember saying to him, when I was four, Dad, Dad, there's, there's an alien, you know, there's a reptilian thing in my room. Where? You know, he comes going, where, where is it? It's there. Yeah. Oh, he can't, he can't see it. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, and it's oh, funny dear. because, you know, oh, it's just a bad bad dream well it wasn't i could see interdimensional beings so of course the thing's still there father leaves and you know i got this uh, courage of get out of my room it went you know i thought oh this is really interesting so you know again the power of the command and you know removing these things is you know i taught i was taught at the age of four because the thing was in my room and you know Time went on, saw craft in the sky, and I thought, if if I don't be quiet, um, they're going to think I'm nuts and put me in some asylum. So I just, you know, managed it, saw these things, saw entity attachments to people, moved on with life, um, and got in the corporate world. Oh, dear, you know. So got in the corporate world. Um, I realized that it was just a pile of old nonsense, you know, got really top jobs, got a degree because you know the thing is i've got severe dyslexia so you're gonna say well how the heck do you write a book well i need a ghostwriter i can't you know i can read but it's so difficult and trying to write and so i've got a ghostwriter i just put the headset on and dictate it and she produces it and so what do you mean by this what do you mean by that and you know that's the way i actually produce the books by channeling it rather than actually writing it myself so moving on you know went into um i was brilliant at maths terrible English um, that's why I was in remedial at school and then moved on and uh, you know got really top jobs in the you know uh, control systems for aircraft and whatever and then 2007 I felt like God decided you know whoever you think God is prime, I, I define God as God goddess prime creator of all it is decided you know what your life's going to change and 
got hold of my life, crushed the whole thing, went absolutely bankrupt, <laughs> penniless. Marriage broke up, you know, I was sitting in the middle of Manchester with two, like, well, here it's Walmart. In England, it's like Tesco's, but two two bags with a couple of shirts in there. I've earned all this money. This is not funny. And I said, it's the right time. What do you mean it's the right time? It's the right time. You'll see. And by God, I did see. You know, it taught me so much about life since 2007. Stuff doesn't matter. You know, I went on a journey of healing and things lined up. And uh, and it was amazing. And then, you know, I came to the States in 2010, open and on for profit, having been to India, Ghana, Gambia, you know, all over, uh, all over Europe doing healings. And um, I opened it, you know. I just want to say this really one quick thing, really interesting. You know, I opened the ministry, you know, and of course the film says, build it, they'll come. They didn't. <laughs> Hang on. What's going on? <laughs> Where are you? You know, build it, they'll come. They didn't. And I remember one day I was just getting all kind of, well, where are they? You know, I said, okay, where are they? They said, it's within. Get out there. Oh, okay. You know, so I was invited. I always remember I was invited to Unity Church in um, St. Petersburg. You know, it's a kind of. Is that Florida of, or Russia, St. Petersburg? Oh, no, it's definitely Florida. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure we're talking about the same place. No, no, never been there in my life. You know, they have a bookshop, very big bookshop, and they want to be to speak. And so I turn up. There's all these people. What the heck do these people want to come and see me for? You know, and it was so bad they locked the doors because of fire regulations, and people were banging. I want to come in. You know, so and you know, I realised that uh, you know, once you surrender and just allow it, you know, things really take off. And today, you know, it's. It's it's an amazing spiritual. I don't like to call it business. A spiritual practice, you know. And you know, we do, we work on thousands of people a week, you know. And I'm really blessed by it. Well, Christopher, I've got to ask you, kind of briefly, and then I want to get in a little more detail about the things you experienced as a youth. But you mentioned, you know, you had this uh, this this uh, life changing uh, time where you lost everything. And then you, then God spoke to you. You were having a conversation with God and said, "This is the time you're going to. You're going changes are coming. You're doing these things." Uh, when you, you intimate that conversation a little, little more, uh, in more detail, was this a conversation within you, or were you actually communicating directly with God as you perceive God? Yeah, it, it, I was, I was communicating really with the Machiels that beings because. You know, there's certain people on this planet, people who come and, you know, they want to learn and try and spiritually grow. They don't get it. They come back. And then there's star seeds. Now, you know, if you're a star seed, what happened is God said, look, we need volunteers. So let's get some volunteers. So you said, oh, I'll do it, you know. So and then you come rushing up and, yeah, you're going down planet Earth. They show you a little bit of what it's like. Oh, don't worry. I'll cope with that. And, of course, you're born down. And you think, oh, my God, what was I thinking, you know? And I'm sure a lot of starseed people, and I see it all the time, that, you know, they're born down here. They don't fit in. They don't fit in with the normal human mentality. Uh, they're very detached. They're massive empaths, so they take on tons of emotion. And, um, you know, that, that's the deal. And so, you know, I always recommend people, look, if God wants volunteers in the future, just pretend you've got diarrhea, run to the <laughs> toilet, and don't come out until, oh, sorry, God, maybe next time. <laughs> But, you know, number, my communication. Number one, number one unwritten rule in the military, you never volunteer for anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, that happens in the heavens as well. But of course, we all Apparently. we all think we're we're warriors. We're yeah. going to do it, and then you get down here, and it's not easy because you know uh, they know who the star seeds are. They can lead them, and so right from the time of your birth, they know who you are, and they attack you relentlessly because they want to shut you down. They don't want you to grow. They don't want you to be a warrior and step who's out they? there and help you. Who are we talking? Who are we talking about? Who's they? Attack? Who, who's uh, the, the negative ETs, Anunnaki, Draconians. Um, uh, Luciferians um, and the Archons, and also, of course, connected with that is Deep State because there's you know hybrids in there. So they don't want you to shine. They want you to just be depressed, Norman. Let's get them on some sort of drug so that you know it suppresses them, and you know maybe realize that. And I see it all every every week. You know, I see people starting. Well, I don't know what my purpose is. I feel really depressed. Right, let's get you back to a warrior. You know. It's my job here. You know, I don't believe in gurus. It's all a pile of old nonsense. You know, gurus are gone, all this stuff. You know, I believe that you are your own guru. And it's important to get back to that sovereign place where, you know, your vibration's high. You're leaping out of bed in the morning going, oh, my God, I feel incredible. Because, you know, the work I do, I get excited. I mean, I turned 60 going on 32 uh, a couple of days ago. <laughs> 32, maybe. And, you know, if, if anyone doesn't believe me, I die it. You know, I dye my hair metallic silver because it's thin and thick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, no one believes me, so I'm going to admit I'm 60. Uh, I was extreme late 50s a couple of days ago until the 10th of April. But, <laughs> but you know, I've got a, a lot of passion, you know, and that's the thing about life. Get that passion back because, you know, the whole deep state, you know, system has tried to destroy all the joy in life, you know, over the last two or three years, as we know. And I think, you know, you've got to look for things that really, you know, trip your trigger and get you excited about life back, you know. And uh, even if it's cooking, you know, you don't have to be a healer. You can be, you can be an amazing chef. You can be a sculptress. You can be a painter. All these things are healing, you know. So, so yeah, uh, the 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 talk with God was was with Michiel's that beings. I didn't realize at the time until I really started meditating and connected with them. And uh, now I work with the Michiel's that beings. Uh, the Actorians work with us also. They work closely with Michiel's that beings to just help this planet, you know. So you uh, you were having these experiences as a child. Other people in the room wouldn't see the same things you were seeing. Uh, how do you how do you account for that? Uh, what made you unique to be able to have those experiences versus, like you said, your father wouldn't see that reptilian that you would see? What was going on there for you? And when did you recognize that it was actually something that there was something different about you that made this this uh, phenomenon occur? Well, I just saw things differently, and uh, I didn't gel that well with my father. You know, I mean. Dare I say it, the guy's a crabby old shit, you know, he still is, you know, he's 87. And I don't know what <laughs> good to for tell him. You, you know, <laughs> if, you, if you want good experience of a crabby old shit, you know, I'll give you the telephone, we can phone him up and get the experience. I get it every Sunday, you know, so you guys deserve Sunday. I mean, he, he's mellowed, but, you know, it's like it's like the vaccines. Well, how dare you not take the vaccine? Why not? You know, uh, why don't you take it? I said, because uh, it's it's a bioweapon. Uh, well, how do you mean it's a bioweapon? You know, uh, we've all taken it. Oh, okay, you know, that, that's okay. You know, just, I said, look, you know, and that's what I want to get, you know, home to people also, you know. I said to him, look, Dad, I want you to listen to me very carefully. Your perception of what's going on in the world is your perception. You think Joe Biden's great. You love the vaccine. And that's your perception because the BBC told you everything. He goes, yeah. 
I said, my perception is I've got virologists, I've got a world-leading toxicologist who sued government agencies for Morgellons disease and everything else, and I see it very differently. Oh, but who the hell is she? You know, the BBC know what they're talking about. Oh, okay, you know, whatever. But I said, but that's my <laughs> perception. I said, and I said to him, who's right or wrong? And he goes, well, um, I said, the answer is nobody's right or wrong. You're right in your perception. I'm right in my perception, so let's park it there, and we're good to go, you know. And he, he kind of got it, you know, I think, anyway. But yeah. <laughs> so it's really important, you know, no judgment, just, you know, if you've got your perception, that's great, you know, um, then carry on with your perception. So you had a, a basically a catastrophic collapse in your life. You, your whole, uh, as you kind of uh, outlined, outlaid it, or put it out to us, you lost your marriage, you lost your money, everything, you were kind of destitute, and you decided oh, yeah. you, were, you were given some guidance and you decided to uh, to to make a change and to pursue what you're doing where you ended up now. So tell us how you would define what you are and what you do in a, in a, you know in a short encapsulated version. Well, I'm an instrument to help humanity in every way possible. I chair the Galactic Federation with two other Mikulzet beings, and I know people talk about Galactic Federation Light, or Galactic Federation, and other federations of, you know, there's many different groups, you know, of course, within Palladians, Actorians, Lemarians, Alantarians, um, you know, and there's different groups, but, but the Galactic Federation polices the third dimensional time-space continuum of A, this planet, and B, the universe. And it's very careful about what it does, because you know, how many times have you heard, well, God wasn't there when, you know, things went pear-shaped and everything else? And my answer always is, you know, look, this is a third-dimensional world. What does that actually mean? Well, you have free will, okay? That means Prime Creator can't even get involved with it without you asking. And very often people get so absorbed with the kind of powerless victim things going on that, you know, they don't realize that, you know, all these beings, including God and the accused that beings and, uh, you know, Lumerians, Atlantarians, Palladians, Actorians, uh, you know, all these people are there, Andromedans, to try and help us uh, move forward with life. Uh, but you have to ask. And that's why one of the key instruments they did is they asked a lot of volunteers, like, you know, uh, so how do you get over this, like, free will? You know, so... What you do is you get a load of volunteers up there. Right, guys, you guys are going to be born down here. I was spliced in at birth. What does that actually mean? My mother was abducted, and so my father... Uh, shh, keep it quiet, but he's not my father. My father's in the ethers. My mother, you know, was down here, and I was spliced at birth to get enough McKeel's that DNA so that they could get the solar, because it's really important um, as uh, star seeds. Now, some starters like Palladian, they don't need to do that, but Actorians, they do. So what they do is they splice you in at birth, get enough DNA, which is the light body within, you know, within the actual body, so that the soul can interface into the body. If you don't, then, you know, you couldn't be born. So, you know, it's a splice. You talk, you've used this term starseed several times already, uh, and... I've heard it before. I know Brit's heard it before, but there are probably some folks in our audience who might not completely understand what you mean when you use that term. Yeah, Starseed is somebody who's really spiritually evolved, doesn't have to, you know, be here. And, uh, you know, they're doing stuff on different planets, you know, because if you guys know, maybe you don't, that your higher self is, is, is your main soul and you're linked down on different planets doing different jobs, at, you know, at the same time. So there's parallel, 
you know, lives going on in different places. So uh, you can volunteer to come down here. Look, you know, this planet's a mess. Well, yeah, well, I think we know, we all know that. You know, if you don't know that, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you know, we come down here to, you know, basically get over this free will. How's that? Well, star seeds are meant to be evolved. So when they're born down here, they can connect with their starseed family like Palladians. Actorians, Lumerians, you know, Series A, Series B, wherever you're from, you can connect to your Starseed family and get some help, and then they can pull help from the ethers down here. Because very often people have it the wrong way around. They say, oh, you know, we need to ascend and get up to a different place. No, you know, we need to actually get the vibration of this planet up enough so that you can get ascension. And, you know, how many times have I heard people, you know, these people who channel say, oh, we're about 80% there, and I'm looking outside thinking, are you sure you're on the same planet? Because uh, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> so you know, it's this ascension is, I'm not talking about just getting slightly aware that, oh, there's something weird going on with the government and everything else. I'm talking about getting a really high vibration where you're a warrior and you can, you can step outside and do some amazing things on this planet. And what's the point? I mean, what are we trying to fix here if, if <coughs> our, our ascended souls are already superior? Well, you're in a classroom to spiritually evolve, so some people aren't that evolved. So you come down here, you know, experience all the, you know, uh, the matrix and what it does to you, you know, the taxes and everything else, and you've got no money for food, whatever. And, you know, you have to experience these things to be able to grow and, and be able to learn to manifest. You know, my first real lesson manifestation was in Belize. I went to Belize and I was doing some healings there, and, you know, the people who sent me said, yeah, there's going to be food. Oh, there was no food. So I got there day one, I mean, after day 10, still no food. There was water, but no food. And so I was getting pretty hungry. After day 15, I was getting pretty exhausted because, of course, you know, your energy in your body drops. Day 21, I got really fed up with it, and I said, do you know what? I deserve food. I said, okay, God, you know, talk to because that beings, talk to prime creators. I said, okay, God, I deserve food. I deserve it now. And I thank you, God, send you my unconditional love. So be it. Within 15 minutes, this guy, the most dodgy person in Belize you could ever think, you know, he comes running up and, listen, I've got 15 Belize dollars. Now, 15 Belize dollars, uh, sorry, 50 Belize dollars is like $15 in the US. But it was enough money to buy me food for the next two weeks. And I thanked him. And I said, thank you so much. He said, I know you've got no money food. It's not okay. And, you know, so that manifestation just came true within 15 minutes. So it's all about manifestation. It I'm, really is. Yeah, I'm going to ask a question, then I'm going to let Britt take it. And I think this is a good introduction to the things he wants to talk about. But uh, you mentioned, again, the Galactic Federation. What is the Galactic Federation? Are they are they an authoritative body? Are they a benef beneficial body? What's their purpose and mission? Well, they're there. This is a good, interesting question. They're there to police time space. They're there to make sure that people don't get violated, like the Greys. You know, and I'm, I'm going to give them an example. So, you know, uh, I chaired the Galactic Federation on this meeting. The meeting was about. Uh, the Zeta Greys and what they're doing to abduct people stealing eggs and sperm. Is that okay? Well, there's a thing about violation versus education. What's the difference? Well, uh, and it's a very close call. Violation is when someone 
takes your body, paralyzes you, and steals bits out of it. And is that a violation? Of course it is. You know, it's not okay. And so they swept them, the Actorians swept them off the planet. Um, I'm just trying to think, it was about four years ago. Now, and they were banned from coming back to the planet, but they're still coming back. How are they doing that? Well, what they're doing is they're coming in portals. So they were banned from the third dimensional world. So if they come in a portal where they're still inside the portal, they're not actually here. They're in a different time space, so they're very crafty. Uh, but what is an education? Well, for example, you know, when you come down here, there's Anunnaki under the ground. There's uh, Luciferians under the ground. There's Archons floating around trying to attach to you. There's Luciferians who are really snarly if they're attached to you. You get all this contorted body stuff going on. You've got snake beings. You've got a whole host of negative entities. Is that a violation? No. Why is that? Because you knew they were here before you came down here. So it's up to you to discover what they're doing and learn how to block them out and learn how to get your vibration up. Because the whole point about this is if you raise your vibration, you know, to this really extreme level where you oh my God, I feel incredibly like a warrior. You know, your vibrations up here, these beings vibration is down here and therefore they can't get near your energy field. And so that's the whole point about it. So that's an education. So there's education versus violation. If someone just comes in your bedroom tonight, you know, for example, Brit or JV and right, we're going to steal your sperm. So they paralyze you, you know, they take up their ship, steal all your sperm, put you back down. Is that a violation? Of course it is, you know. And therefore, they can only interfere if it's a clear violation, not an education. Do I have to pay child support? <laughs> yeah. Actually, we didn't bring that up. <laughs> so, can you, can you put uh, that on the docket for the next? If they're still in our sperm, is, is somewhere down the line, am I going to get a court summons that I owe, you know, Earth? Do so, yeah, I, no more child support. I, I'm trying to be done with that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, absolutely. from one, I'm also a fellow dyslexic. Uh, I made it to the fifth grade with straight A's, and I could not read or write a single word. Thank God wow. my parents changed school districts. Yeah, I could not read or write a single now word. Now he can uh, write a single word. Now I can. A si well, <laughs> just one, <yeah>. maybe two. <laughs> but, yeah, but the, but the, the running joke on the show. It, it's frustrating. I mean, I find if I read, I don't know about you, but if I read something, <laughs> you know, I can't read a book because, you know, you read a sentence, you miss bits out. What? Hang on. I mean, I've got to read it again. So you read it again. All you're doing is concentrate on that sentence. But you're not concentrating on the content. It's actually my wife, you know, Mandy, who I married four years ago. She sat back and said, why do you bother reading? She said, it's not your gift. Why don't I read to you? And you do your gifts. So, yeah. Oh, thank goodness. You know, and I relaxed about it. Thank yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an audible learner because I, I remember as a child look in, high, in, in school looking at a book and literally watching the words fall off until the pages were blank and then shaking my head and it's all back to normal my mom has yeah. kindergarten papers where I, I did mirror writing I, I learned how to write my name upside down and backwards so they thought i was possessed back then it was crazy times but thank god they moved and then i i books on audio are a godsend to me i listen to so much stuff audio and that's how i learn but uh, i'm a fellow dyslexic like you and here we are successful as hell uh so we don't need the mainstream education system we'll do it on our own okay so i have I have questions when I because I listened to a handful of podcasts that you did um, because I don't read that much. Um, 
super fascinated. I am super fascinated with this Galactic Federation and uh, some of the stuff that you talked about. So I just did a quick news search before you, right before the show, just alien news and looked around at what was going on. And one thing you, you talked about was this uh, uh, solving diseases from outer space that are being sent in. And one of the articles that popped out to me today that really stuck out was, was this one that uh, in 2014, a meteorite hit the earth and the U.S. Space Command confirms that it came from uh, another solar system. So they're considering it alien, uh, an alien rock from another, another galaxy, I guess, came in and actually hit Earth. Is this possibly a way that other alien forces, other uh, life forms could uh, insert a virus to wipe us out or save us, either or? Not really, because, you know, when the rock comes in, if you think about it, you know, with the uh, outer atmosphere, it'll heat up so so hot that it'll kill off any viruses, pathogens, or anything else. But what we have is a violation. I mean, if you look at what's happened in history, you know, I don't, I, if I'm okay to talk about it. Um, yes, you talk about whatever you want. So in Hitler's time, of course, he was contacting the Greys contacted him. Look, we want to steal your people, and uh, uh, we'll give you technology. Great. Okay, so they started on it, and so we, you know, he got anti-gravitational technology. He also got gain-of-function pathogens and things like this, and he started working with the, you know, the, the Nazi uh, scientists to, you know, develop new um, biological warfare. But it was it's off-planet technology now. Some of these things, um, like nanoparticles, some of them can switch dimensions, and you know, people don't realize this. And they're like a delivery system. So if you want to, you know, let me take an example. I mean, a lady called Dr. Hilde, you know, she's, she's the woman's a genius. You know, she's probably the world-leading toxicologist. And she taught me about Morgellons. She's been doing it for 40 years. And she was involved in a case uh, where nuns were dusted with, you know, they call it smart dust. It's, it's nanospheres, 10 to the minus 9 small. You could load 93 viruses in it. And they were dusted, all dusted with the same nanosphere. But they all got sick with a different thing. How's that? Well, these nanospheres, you've got 93 viruses in a you know, 10 to the minus 9 small sphere. So when, it, you know, it's, when you dust it, it sinks through the skin because it's so small, gets in your bloodstream, gets in your body, and it's floating around. How do you release the viruses? Well, it's done by 5G technology or terahertz. You know, at the time, it was done by satellite frequencies, terahertz frequencies. And what they could do is they can trigger one frequency. They've got 93 different frequencies to release those different viruses. So they all got sick with a different thing, which is really interesting. So this this is, you know, this is off-planet technology. You know, it's something something we never should have had. But now we've got it, of course. Uh, it's being used more and more, especially in the current times, you know, with all this um, COVID blah, 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 you know. Okay. So, okay. So that, okay, that's gonna, that leads me back to the greys. The greys that are abducting people, although there's a battle going on apparently starting four years ago, and they're taking our bits to experiment with us, are they trying to figure out how to improve the human race, master the human race, or kill the human race? Well, they couldn't care less about the human race. What they're interested in is they destroyed their planet. And so uh, because of nuclear things, you know, they became uh, infertile. So what they want to do is create humanoids 
there's a new humanoid uh, grey race which is uh, moving forward with their species. You know, uh, that's why they did it. You know, and for that they gave us technology. Like you know, for example, okay. have you heard of black goo of deal? Go ahead, go ahead. Black goo. Yeah, black goo is something they took from their planet. You know, it's it's like it's it's one of the components of smart dust, but. Um, there's metallic, there's metallic instruments in some of the, some not all of them, but some of these particles, where they can switch time space. Now, one of the problems I had with um, healing Morgellons is that um, I've got a particular energy called space-time continuum. If you apply it to the body, it breaks down the molecular structure of nanoparticles. Great, but if these things hide and they say, okay, let's switch time space, and they hide out the body. You apply the tacking energy, and then when you finish, they come back in the body. You're not touching them now, and that's yeah, that's one of the things. That's why we developed a new technology, and you know, I'm gifted to be one of two molecules that beings who can split your now future timeline in two. So you split it. Now, why do we want to split it? And I don't have authorization ever to split past timelines, but certainly future timelines, you split them. So, so what they do. We split the timeline, and you've got a path of divine line and complete wellness where all the stuff is out of your body, and all the metallic, uh, you know, nanotech and everything else, including uh, brilliolime, HIV, AIDS, Agent Orange, anything else, is split out on the timeline of the sun. So why does that solve the problem? Well, think about this. If these, if these nanobots, you know, in your body, and they're on a timeline of the sun, if they switch out, great, you know, so go and hide. So they go and hide. When they come back, the Akashic Echo, they cannot get off this timeline. They're back locked oh. on that timeline to the sun. And the Makils that beings created with the Prime Creator, the Akashic Records, and they did that for the very reason. For example, you know, if you, if you guys think, okay, let's, let's jump in a time machine. We're going back to 1936. So you go back on your timeline. JV goes back on his timeline. And you're looking at Hitler over here. Oh, we want to do something about him. You can't. Why is that? Because you can't change his timeline from that timeline because you've gone back in time, but his timeline's already happened. You see what I mean? So that's why the Akashic Records were born and created because it stops governments and people like that affecting the whole time space continuum down here. And it's a really important thing, so, so, you know, to uh, to preserve. So it's so it's like a fail safe so that we don't screw ourselves up or these yeah <laughs> i get it okay so it's a, it's a safety okay so yeah. you mentioned the grays and they screwed their own planet up with nukes is that why we're we're, we're seeing these reports now where uh i mean a ufo shut down 10 nuke missiles at a u.s base and may have been uh, alerted to human by first atomic bomb blast is that why we're these reports are now starting to sneak out or leak out or something out that that aliens are, are are messing with our nuclear carriers. They're shutting down our nuclear weapons. Is this something that the Greys or whoever they're trying to save us from ourselves? No, that's the Galactic Federation. They're making sure that you know we'd never have a nuclear war, and they will intervene because uh, you know that's a violation. You know, so uh, if we ever you know uh, have people pressing buttons or that, they'll just disable the thing. So there'll never be a nuclear war down here. Oh, that's that's great to know. Um, and then um, one last thing on the grays, um, because I have the humor that I have, and JV's probably already starting to roll his eyes at me. Um, and you mentioned <laughs> that they're taking our our reproductive bits, 
is that there's a great T-shirt. It's a UFO. Scotty Roberts made it. I love the shirt. I have one. It's a UFO flying over, picking up a guy. He's like halfway up, and it says, get in, idiot. We're doing butt stuff. Is the is the reason that people that tend to talk a lot about, they say they're always getting probed, you know, down below. Is that because they're going after our reproductive stuff? And are they basically trying to grow us in a lab somewhere so they can study us or figure us out? Or or uh, what is well, that all Oh yeah, they were stealing eggs and sperm, but they also have, uh, impl- you know, impregnated women with sperm without them realizing it. And you know, these these women feel. Oh, we just did an article like, on that. Yeah, I was pregnant for like two months, and then suddenly, you know, they get abducted again. They take the baby out, and you know, it's all gone. And but but the the problem with abduction is, of course, they wipe the conscious, but they can't get rid of the subconscious, and and that's one of the keys to it, you know. But yeah, they actually they either implant them down here and then they take them at two months old and you know uh, they take care of them, or they grow them. You know, either way, it doesn't matter to them. But they're not, they haven't been doing it for the last four years. You know, it stopped. Okay. All right, I have one last question, JV, and you can take it back. Uh, I want to circle back all the way back to your your child story where your dad would come in and couldn't see whatever you were seeing. What is it? When we're born as a child, the spectrum of light is like a rainbow. Whoop, and as a child, we see wider v- spectrums than adults. Is it possible that whatever was trying to communicate with you was smart enough to vibrate on the frequency that you could see as a child, because you could see a little wider than what your dad did? So therefore, this was something specifically for you because uh, they were trying to del- deliver a message to you. No, it, it was basically because I can see through the veil. You know, so uh, okay. the veil's a certain spectrum, and if you, I can tune out and actually see entities attached to people. Like, you know, you go in a restaurant, oh my god! So I tune it back out, so I don't see it because, I, you know, if you go to a restaurant, you don't want to see people's attachments and stuff. You just want to go and have a nice meal, no. you know. Although nowadays meals aren't very nice, but that's another story. <laughs> so, so right. uh, you know, you, you can tune it out, and I was, I think, you know, they appeared because they were kind of fed up. I mean, when I was born, I had eight strokes because of the uh, birth trauma. Uh, at the age of four, I burnt my back. It went on and on. Things have happened 289 times they've tried to take me out, including this this thing on the side of my neck, if you can probably see it. Um, that was created. That was My body is very adaptive, and so they dusted me about six years ago with a bioweapon in Los, Los Angeles when I was at the uh, Conscious Life Expo. And I got really sick, you know, and it's it's probably, it was basically, you know, we did a toxicology report on the body. It was tubularia, it was a binding agent, and it was a solvent. And all those, you know, linked together. All I have to do is spray it. It sinks through the skin with a solvent. Uh, then it binds to the cells, and then you get really sick, you know, because of the tubularia is, is basically uh, bacteria from rats, and they've remanufactured it. So it's it's like a pathogen. And it may, you know, I, I was hard at breathing. Anyway, I did work on myself, great. But then it started to collect in here, and you know, I've been working on it. We've got rid, I think, of all the binding agent and the the stuff. Now it's just uh, I've got to shrink the tumor and do something with that. Which you know, I keep telling me telling people it's in a brain extension, but no one believes me. So <laughs> there you I, go. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy it. Hey, uh, Christopher, we're going to run out of time before we run out of topic here. I want to get into some of these manufactured diseases. You've referenced it a few times, but there are a lot of, uh, in the list that you provided for us, there are some diseases that we've considered to be somewhat common anymore that you're saying are manufactured, ET manufactured diseases. Explain that. 
Well, gain of function, we've heard all of gain of function with the current government. Gain of function is, is creating things that really replicate fast in the body. And um, HIV is a gain of function manufactured disease. It's, it's so close to Agent Orange, so close to uh, Lyme disease, Borrelia Lyme. What they've done is they've created these stealth pathogens and they only react in certain people's bodies. Now, Borrelia, which is the spar, you know, they call it a spirochete or not a sparky, a spark is a bad electrician. Spirochete's a stealth pathogen. So they replicate in only certain people's bodies. So what type of people? Well, if your DNA is damaged by agrobacterium, that's in GMO foods or in old vaccines, what happens is that it, it allows the immune response is that it starts to replicate because the immune can't take care of it. So it replicates exponentially. And of course, Lyme, you know, Borrelia Lyme, HIV AIDS, Agent Orange, they almost do the same thing. Agent Orange, uh, the neurotoxins attack the nervous system or obviously AIDS, you know, you don't die of AIDS, you die of uh, the something else like cancer or like pneumonia or something else because you're immune shot. Because as these things replicate in the body, the T cells and the immune system trying to find them, they keep morphing, trying to find them, keep morphing. Eventually, after so many years, you, you, your immune system just, it tanks and you're done, you know. And um, the same with, you know, same with Lyme disease. So these are manufactured diseases. Now, Morgellons disease is, is probably, I would, I would say, the most horrific disease on this planet. It's, it's just evil. And what it is, is it's nanotechnology, like nanospheres or nanoparticles, uh, like you're talking, you know, people talk about graphene oxide, okay, whatever. It's not just graphene oxide. These things, you know, if you want to create life, what's like, where does life start? Carbon-60, which is kind of graphene. Uh, and then what they do, you know, what else do you need for life? Water, oxygen, and warmth, you know, and your body's got all that. So, so what they've done is they've got these graphene tubes or graphene spheres, and they've bound Borrelia, which is the spirochete of Lyme disease. They've also bound uh, nylon 3633. Oh, uh, who has that, uh, you know, who has that patent? That'd be DuPont. And then they've also bound silicates and different things. So these things aren't just, you know, graphene, you know, below the surface. And that's that's a problem with a lot of scientists. You know, they get very blinkered. Oh, yeah, it's graphene because I've checked the surface. Well, have a look at three or four, you know, molecules down and see what you find then. And you'll find all these things. So, so what happens is when you put this stuff in the body, it grows. And you think, well, how can nylon? I mean, you know, sure, it's a nylon. This is nylon nine, say you know, uh, but but nylon thirty six, thirty three, they're very different because they react to water and they start growing. So, so this stuff grows in the body. Now, depending on your immune response, depends on what happens. Like Morgellons people, they get plastics coming out of the skin, and of course, you go to the hospital, look, plastics coming out of the skin. Oh, you just nuts. You put it there, you know. And I've seen this for the last ten years. You just nuts. Go and see a psychiatrist. This is true stuff. You can get silicates where you can get little kind of hexagons, you know, and they blink as well, dropping out of the skin. You can get bugs coming out of the skin. If you if it affects chromosome 53, bugs start coming out. It's, it's crazy, crazy stuff. And that's where, that's where they get all this technology for the current, um, in quotes, viruses that's going on now, you know. So I have, to be honest, I've never heard of Morgellons disease. Is this something that the medical community recognizes, acknowledges, or not? They've only, they've only just recognized it in the last three years. 
before that, they just said people not. And, you know, a lot of people have got it. Jody Mitchell's got it. You know, loads of people have got this thing, and it, it really damages the body. And again, with the timeline splitting, it splits the stuff out. You know, it's an ingenious protocol. And, you know, we worked on about only 400 people in the last three years with it. Got rid of everything. And it's, it, it, it's amazing, you know. And I'm so glad we found it because I was looking, I'm always looking for the missing link. I'm always looking for that weakness because every technology has got a weakness and we found it, you know, so... So, yeah, it's, it, it so, really does work. So bringing this back to a question that Britt asked a few moments ago, uh, what is the intention of the ETs if they're manufacturing this, these diseases, some of which are sound very horrific, in fact, what is their intention for humankind if they're trying to make people sick like that? Is this a calling? Well, is this some kind of cleansing? Yeah. What you've got is, I mean, the Greys gave us the technology. They didn't have a, you know, they their only agenda was to keep their um, people alive, you know, keep the race going. And, of course, the Greys now, they're humanoids, you know, the new humanoids. So that's one thing. But, but the intention of the whole planet is, think about this, you know, you've got reptilians, Anunnaki who look like velociraptors, you've got uh, uh, Luciferians, you know, Andromedans, and you've also got... Um, all these things, and they, they live underneath. Oh, Draconians, they're really evil. And they live under the planet, you know, and of course the Luciferians connected to the Vatican. It's all about, you know, uh, religious, you know, uh, satanic symbology. And what they're trying to do is, now they can't come up on the planet and breathe the air because there's too much oxygen. So the whole purpose is to reduce the population. And, you know, think about what Bill Gates always said. Oh, let's let's spew stuff in the air, block out the sun because, you know, uh, of global warming. Well, global warming doesn't exist. I mean, I was falling about laughing when my father was on the phone. He goes, well, the BBC, you know, listen to the BBC. BBC told us that um, global warming uh, is cows passing wind. Yeah. <laughs> I said, so hang on a minute. Cows farting is creating global warming. He goes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, why didn't you give them some tum-tums to relieve the acid and then the wind's gone and we're good with global warming? <laughs> oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> I don't know what to say. And, you know, Project Mockingbird is exactly it. You know, that was to do with the media. Let's let's make something so outrageous that people believe the stuff. And it, it is sad. I, I'm not trying to mock him, but the guy's intelligent. I mean, cows passing wind creating global warming. I, I don't want to tell you, but... So, you know, what they want to do is reduce the oxygen because then, and reduce the population, because then the reptilian beings, of which there's many more of them than us, can come up and actually uh, take over the planet. And we're in a battle right now, a huge battle. You know. Is someone like Bill Gates on the inside of this? You referenced him, and we all know of some oh, of yeah, his... Oh, yeah, he's a reptilian hybrid. He the is? guy's nuts. Okay. Yeah, he's a, he's a reptilian hybrid. So are most of the deep state people. You know, if you look at them, I mean... You know, I don't know what to tell you about this administration. You know, I, again, relating to my father, I told him one day, I said, the current administration, all they do is they say, blah, 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 blah. he goes, well, that's really rude because, uh, you know, President Biden's got Alzheimer's. <laughs> I said, hang on a minute. So you've put someone with Alzheimer's out of the nursing home into the administration, have the ability to press the button on nuclear weapon. I said, you've got to be kidding. He goes, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
But it's not happening like that. You think, oh, I don't know what to tell you, you know, but it's, it's okay, you know. How deep does I this... I never judge people. How deep does this uh, infiltrate the U.S. government and then world governments and the U.N. specifically? Oh, the U.N.'s hijacked... Uh, I think the thing about it is that the, a lot of the people, you know, the Nazis that were transferred on the paperclip, pro, paperclip project still exist. They've infiltrated the government. They're connected to the Chinese. They're connected all over the world. And, you know, like I say, most of the, most of the issues with their assets were in Ukraine. Oh, you know, so why do you think things are happening now? You know, so I think um, it's, it's, it's far and wide. And, and what they're doing is they've put their own puppet masters in all over the planet, like in Australia, you know, like in UK, you know. And so it's really interesting because they're trying to take it over. But, but I see... I see the light is winning big time because, you know, and I think it's going to start with America because America is one of the youngest countries, you know, and uh, it's about freedom. You know, you've got the Constitution. So I think things are really, you know, turning around here. Well, as long, uh, as long people as may not see it. Yeah, well, as long as we protect that Constitution. We have another show that we talk about that a lot. Um, let's let's get back to what you do, Christopher. Uh, these pe- people are coming down with these diseases. You're familiar with the origin and the source of these diseases, and you help people. Talk about how you help people. First of all, how do you identify a problem with somebody who can benefit from your health, your help, and then how do you help them? Well, you know, someone comes to me like one-to-one sessions. I, I have the ability to remote view. So you look at the body, you look at the kidneys, you look at, you know, underneath people's breasts, see if there's any tumors, tumors of the womb, tumors of the pancreas, tumors, you know, and you can look at what's going on with them. And then uh, we have instruments to be able to help them. You know, does it happen overnight? No, sometimes it takes quite a few sessions. Uh, or they go on this new protocol, of course. You know, if you have cancer, the primary cause of cancer is emotion, you know. A lot of people get cancer now because look at the state of the world. They get all anxiety. Going, oh, my God, what's going to happen? You know, and I always tell people, look, relax. Don't worry about it. It's all playing out. It's, it's just, it's basically just a show, you know. So all you've got to do is just find things that give you joy, you know. Uh, secondary cause of cancer is pathogens, which are gain of function. Uh, they're ba- you know, they're, they're, they start with bacteria. Now they're pathogens. They replicate a lot faster. Not as fast as stealth pathogens. But pathogens mutate the cells, turn into tumors. So if you have a tumor, it's just kind of saying, hey, your body's off balance. You better pay attention to me or I will pay attention to you. So it's just important. It's no use just getting rid of the tumor because the primary secondary cause is still there. So, you know, we work on all that. You know, we work on bone density, parathyroid. You know, if your parathyroid's paralyzed, you, you get osteoporosis, osteopenia, because, you know, you, you, you leach calcium out of your bones. You know, blood sugar, you know, there's... There's so many things, you know, leukemia. Why does leukemia happen? You know, because if if you've got so much emotion, if your liver's running, say, at below 20%, it's not filtering out the toxins. So the toxins, uh, you get toxic overload in the body, and, of course, your stem cells start to die off. So, you know, we've got rid of leukemia by rebuilding the stem cells, get the liver function again, get rid of the toxins. You know, you have to... The thing is about healing, it took me four or five years to really understand it with four to six hours meditation a day. Because there's one thing about this universe is you can't just say, well, okay, JV needs healing. Well, go and heal him. It doesn't work like that. You've got to be really specific and understand the cause and effect so you can eradicate them and, and get people uh, better, you know, uh, healed again. Uh, I'm going to ask, give you another question here. Then Britt have it for a couple of minutes and we have to let you go. But um, you talk about being able to heal yourself. 
you talk about being able to, even more importantly, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, warding off and staving off these negative influences and these negative forces. Uh, detail that a little bit for us. Yeah, I mean, the negative beings, I call them, in, in England, they call them cheeky blighters. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, you know, they're, they're a little bit stronger than that. But the, the main thing is, you know, if you think about it, if you've got most people, 99%, 99.7% of people who come for healing, and we, we work on thousands of people, 2,000, 3,000 people a week. Most of them are, have an attachment. So if you remove the attachment, if you don't protect yourself, they're, they're going to reattach, you know, within, you know, two hours. And then you just go in nowhere because it's going to drop your vibration. And of course, if it's an anarchical draconian, um, what they do is they sit in the abdomen, they bloat the abdomen, they paralyze the intestines so they're going to cage down, they tap in the lower back, damage the L4 or 5 disc, that's why everyone's got lower back issues, send you negative thoughts, all these thoughts come in like, oh, you're useless, you should commit suicide, pathetic, you know, all these things. And so, you know, you don't want them to reattach. So what we do is we have... Uh, don't like the word prayer but i'm going to say it's a prayer but it's it's a map of intent and we have these prayers on the website you know maps of intent um the most powerful prayer to protect yourself is the 27 esoteric mercabal field prayer so it's on the website you know go on it you know if you we also do healings in, because it's a non-for-profit i'm very aware because i was so broke at you know certain times had no money at all we do three times a week. We do healings by donation. If you And I always tell people, have no money. Listen, I've been there. I've got the T-shirt on that one. Please join. You know, and it's 9 o'clock Monday, uh, 5 p.m. Thursday, and Saturday, 11 a.m. And, you know, if you want to join that, please, you know, join it. The you're, We're talking right now about a lot of diseases that are from the extraterrestrials. There, there's an article I stumbled yeah. across, and it basically is, it's a NASA scientist aims to stop deadly alien viruses from reaching Earth. Now, with everything that you've told us that we've I've listened to you, and it, it seems like these alien creatures, these alien beings, that they're, they're they're pretty powerful, and they're just doing what they want willy nilly. Do we as humans have a way of actually stopping them? Is that possible? Can we do something to actually uh, stop all the inbound stuff? I mean, we might be able to do a little here, a little there, but can we? Is there a way to have a massive defense against all this uh, infiltrating that's going on? Well, there is, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of positive beings really taking care of us. I mean, there's a block going on. They're not allowing beings in. Um, at the moment, they're monitoring things very carefully because, you know, uh, people do daft things like pressing the big red button and firing things off that <laughs> you really don't want to fire off. You know, you name it, it's there. So they're, they're really paying attention. So... They are protectors and you know of course they're off planet beings they they have ships and everything else so we're well protected people don't realize that they go, oh my god you know you know if if there's a if there's a nuclear kind of uh false flag thing don't believe it you know it it's just not there okay uh, it's it's not going to happen what you might see is uh a, a fake alien invasion because there's one thing that you know i didn't talk about and that's holographic inserts Holographic inserts, mm. holographic technology has been around for a long time, and Walmart use it a lot. And I remember, you know, I learned about it before I came here, and I remember when I became an American citizen, you had to go for a medical. So I'm sitting in front of this doctor, he goes, well, Homeland Security have asked me to ask you five questions. I said, okay. And he said, I've got to look in your eyes and look at you, any response whatsoever. Okay. You know. And holographic inserts are... They put a false environment around. So, for example, I went in 
our local Walmart, and there's a holographic insert. Everything looked different. The colours were different. Looked on the right-hand side, there's a uh, subway, bolted down tables, all missing. On the way in, there was no trolleys. And there's a guy standing there. And I said, there's no trolleys. He goes, <laughs> there's no trolleys. Oh, okay. So nobody's interfacing properly. So I walked straight back out, removed it, walked back in, pff, everything was normal. So, you know, uh, so this question from Melman Security was, have you ever been to a shopping mall or an area where you didn't, it felt surreal, people weren't communicating with you properly, and everything seemed completely different, you know, that you've been in before, like the colours are different everything else? Uh, um, I don't know what you're talking about. So you repeat the question, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, clearly not, and it got upset and put no. And I knew exactly what they're talking about. They they want to see whether you've experienced holographic inserts. And again, there's a prayer on the website. If you ever experience that, if you, if you feel discompopulated, like something's not right, the fact is it's not right. Use your intuition, use the prayer, and remove it, and it will go. You know, it's a map of intent. So, so these things are real. Hmm. Okay, so... so so we as humans we're we're always going to need help to defend against like the grays coming at us or whoever so we always have we have friends in high places that will always be there to help us we we as humans could probably never get to our own self-defense well you could do i mean if you raised a really high vibration these beings low vibrational beings the manipulators can't get near you and that's a fact. And you can manifest and get rid of them as well, you know, by the power of map of intent. But we're nowhere near there, you know. I mean, look at the planet okay. now. And people say, oh, we're 70 80% there and 5D. We're not, you know. We have to get to a conscious, you know, a uh, collective of 8.7% people. And I'm not talking about, oh, I'm just getting something's not right. I'm talking about warriors where their vibration's really high. Uh, we need 8.7% of the people. We're at about 2.5 at the moment, so we're nowhere near there, you know. So, uh, but if we get there, great. But one of the problems is, how would you get rid of the reptilians on the planet? And the answer is, we have a project, which is, I don't know how much it's going to cost, probably $200 billion, who knows. But we've got to get about 100,000 acres. Uh, we have off-planet pyramids being built, um, you know, almost 1,000 feet, 666 feet tall, 333 feet tall. And we're going to put them in the golden curve. The last one will be on the ley line of the planet. And that will inject so much energy because they're not just like the Giza ones, which were built by the Palladians. They're actually something that's like a stargate. So they're very, very different. They're going to inject so much energy to the planet that it's going to raise the vibration, which means that these low vibrational beings in the central planet can't exist on this planet. So over a period of time, as the vibration raises, they'll either leave or they'll perish. Something will happen to them. And that's, that's going to hopefully hmm. remove them from the planet. So we're working on that at the moment. Okay. So, and this is just a personal fear of mine. So we've seen over the years, you know, these articles come through where these these astronomers, these scientists, they want to shoot radio radio waves out to planets where they think there are aliens to try and make contact. Now, what I'm hearing from you is they're already here, so that's not that big a deal. So can I take that fear and put it aside? Or should we not be trying to say, hey, come look at me, come over here to uh, other alien species? 
No, they're all here. You know, they're they're here. I mean, I went okay. to a ranch where you know the guy had um, it, it was a ranch, uh, horse ranch. You know, where he got old horses and you know um, it was a charity, a sanctuary. And what was happening is you'd wake up in the morning and one of his horses completely dismembered. You know, it had been eaten, half eaten, and it was the graze. So I went up there and it took me a whole weekend. You know, they had a portal there. Open the portal. It took me a day and a half to open the portal. Got it open. And then figured it out and shut the whole thing down. It stopped after that. But, but you know, these things happen. And um, the greys, you know, everything else. But if the vibration right of the planet is really high, they can't get near us, you know. So only the good guys, you know, like the Actorians, Palladians, Lumerians, Atlantarians, Mekilzdek, you know. There's five Mekilzdek beings here, you know, uh, to help, you know, do the same things we've been doing, you know, for quite a few thousand years. I mean... Most star seeds have been back for the last four thousand years. They've been back several times. Why is that? Because the whole planet's changed so much. You know, that you've had to have training. Like you come back, you know, four thousand years, two thousand years, and you keep coming back until you know you get the training for the now. And even now, I mean, you know, even twenty years ago, I don't reckon. I don't know about you guys, but I don't recognise this planet. It's nuts, you know. Mm. Christopher, nuts. I Christopher, I thank, uh, thank I, you so much. Yeah. Um, it's not really fair of you to throw out at us that there are off-world pyramids being built, and we don't have time to talk about that. That was we have to do it again. We are going to have to do it again. But I, I just want just kind of a general question to end the night here. You know, there are a lot of people that are hearing this stuff for the first time. Obviously, there are many, many people, me included, who just aren't aware of what is going on based on the things that you've told us here tonight. And I've heard other guests that have talked about similar things as well. But it's still, most people aren't aware this is going on. What's your message to people like me and others who aren't aware and aren't involved? Is there something we should be doing? Yeah, I just think you've got to uh, do any spiritual practices you do. Uh, really focus on positivity because the biggest you know, the biggest events, negative events really that happen in your life are the biggest blessing and the biggest blessing for growth. But I think also, you know, these times, I mean, you know, three or four years ago, my job was easy. You know, we worked on thousands of people, you know, I do, you know, 12 hour a day, Monday, Tuesday and different people. Right now, it's a lot more difficult because people are getting so angsty and so panicky. Oh my God, you know, I said, look, don't worry about it. Remember, God's got your back. You know, if you relax, if you really focus on joy in your life, don't worry about anything else. You know, one thing I learned about money and all this is it doesn't matter. You know, one thing I learned is that, you know, money flows where love goes. So if you really love what you do and you really forget about all the money, forget about everything, just focus on things that really give you joy, you know, especially your passion, your God gift. If you do that, everything just flows. I mean, you know. I mean, I hate doing accounts, you know. We pay our accountants $17,000 a year to the accounts because I'm not interested in it. We pay our IT guy, I don't know how much, thousands of dollars a year, you know. He does the IT, can I do it? Yeah, do I want to do it? Uh, absolutely not, you know. I just want to focus on the healing and the joy, you know. And that's the key, I think. So just find joy, even if it's just cooking and have a glass of wine with your wife and, you know, uh, you know, make it a heart sing because you cooked or something amazing or flowers or you know, sculpturing or painting, anything, you know, there's, there's so many things you can do. And, uh, I think they'll bring you joy and it's the smallest things, you know, it's amazing. Christopher, you're also an author among your books, Centering the Mind and History, Truth and Healing, The Truth About Manufactured Diseases. Where can people find the books? 
Yeah, you can go on the website. They're on the website, uh, globalenlightenmentproject.com. They're on Amazon as well. Uh, so, you know, feel free. I mean, I've written, well, <laughs> I always laugh. I've, I've written six books. I've dictated six books. <laughs> <laughs> it's good enough. <laughs> Probably not. But one of the things about ghostwriters is really interesting. You know, if you know, one thing I learned when I first started this, and I remember, you know, I came to the States and this lady said, oh, I want to sponsor you or whatever. She gave me this big leaflet thing, you know, and it said how to write a book. So I opened the first page, and there was this well-known author. I can't remember. So she must be well-known because I don't read books. The first thing she said is, your, the things you take for granted are someone else's kind of, oh, my God, come to Jesus moment. You know, so, and, you know, the, as you move on with the work and get more and more knowledge, you just, you know, Never take it for granted because someone else is like, oh, my God, that's incredible. You should write a book about it. So, you know, I really learned that. Then, you know, of course, they said, oh, you've got to write a book. I thought, oh, you've got to be kidding, you know. And it took me a while to figure out how to do it, you know. Um, also, you talked about private consultations. that also available on the website? Yeah, it's on the website. We do one-to-one uh, -one sessions. We do specialized groups where we have up to 20 people. We speak to them first. We do the healing after. Uh, then, of course, we have the uh, generic healings, which is an hour. It covers most things three times a week, Monday, 9 a.m. Central Time, Thursday, 5 p.m. Central Time, and Saturday, 11 a.m. Central Time. They're available there by donation. If you have no money, never shame yourself. Just come on them because it just helps you raise your vibration. Another thing I was going to say as well, if, if, if it's okay, is we have a ceremony on Saturday. It's We've done about six of these. What is it? We normally have about 1,000, 1,500 people on it. And what it is, is it's calling out. Um, so if you can imagine all the deep state people, big pharma, big tech, you know, all the people who are manipulating the planet, what we're doing is call them out and say, okay, these guys, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to bring them before God for justice in only the way God knows how. It's not for us to judge them, release them to God with unconditional love and forgiveness. It's a very powerful exercise. And of course, the more people we have, the more powerful it is. And it's really breaking down because, you know, one of the things about Bohemian Grove, if you guys know about that, which is Connect Sonic Lodge, is they do uh, rituals like satanic rituals to try and block us down. So what we're doing is counteracting that. So how do we do it? Well, what we do is create a map of intent, you know, bring them before God for justice and release them to God with unconditional love and forgiveness. And then we reinstate it every day for the next 120 days. So the more people do that, the better. It's called the ceremony, you know, uh, the divine ceremony. So if you want to join it, it's 3 p.m. Central Time on Saturday. Please join. The more people, you know, we have, the better. You know, it's free. You know, we do it for humanity. And, you know, anyone who can join, you know, it's probably going to take about a couple of hours. It's, it's, it's an amazing experience. It's very powerful. Well, thank you for doing that, and thank you for letting our audience know about it. I will say we're going to have to go here because that uh, the eyes on the uh, image behind you on your wall are starting to hypnotize Brit. I see him losing consciousness. This, is, very... this is Buddha. <laughs> That's Buddha? That's Buddha on the wall? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's... Yeah, it's Buddha. Keep it on eye. Buddha, yeah. Oh, wow. Buddha. Okay. All right. <laughs> Very hypnotic, sure guys. Step out of line, JV. <laughs> yeah. Very hypnotic. Uh, Christopher, thank you so much for being here. As I mentioned, and I wasn't oh, joking, thanks. you you brought some other topics uh, right in at the end there. We're going to have to have you back to talk about those when we get an opportunity. I'd love to. That's Listen, terrific. Thanks for having me. Really, you're so kind. Bless your heart. And thanks for everyone for listening. Bless them. Thanks so much. And we will have you back, Dr. Christopher Mackin. We're really, really pleased to have had 
him on the program. Uh, and again, the website, uh, we were just talking about it. Let me get it here, Britt, because I want to make sure people know how to find. Bring it up. Yeah, yeah. make sure you get the right the right website because it would suck to give someone else's website out. Yeah, globalenlightenmentproject.com. Globalenlightenmentproject.com. So I tell you, there's so there much There's go. so much to this, Britt, and, and uh, you know, it's almost hard to get your mind around it. Christopher obviously been doing it for a very long time. He's got, he knows what's going on, but there's so much to this. So many dis- different alien races. They each have a different kind of MO. Um, and the the whole attachment thing too. We didn't get a chance to get into that in, in a lot of great detail, but yeah. that, that, that kind of, I hope you took notes. I did take <laughs> some notes, but that kind of touches on some of the other types of paranormal conversations we've had too, with negative entities and, and yeah. ghostly type hauntings. And, you know, my yeah. theory has always been all of these paranormal worlds kind of come together and we're just all yeah. in many ways, mis- uh, reinterpreting the same phenomena in different ways. Yeah. I, I think that's probably six true. degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Six degrees. It's all connected. It's a couple steps out where it all dials together, and it's just uh, you know it was just it was just um, uh, I'm a little relieved and I'm more scared. So I don't know. I don't know if he helped me at all. I might need more therapy. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad we don't have to worry about the idiots reaching out to the aliens. Because they already, they already here. know we're here. So They're that's already good. here. They're already so, here. So we can let the idiots be the, you know, do what you're going to do, whatever. They're already here. But, uh, you know, um, uh, the, the, the nanobite, nanotechnology, disease, that is some weird, spooky, crazy stuff. And, you know, you just look around the world and see the crazy stuff that's going on and the weird stuff that, uh, you know, the, the Gates, Bezos, Elon Musk types are, are messing around with, the Fauci's, the, I mean, they're messing around with some crazy stuff that, I mean, thank God we have some <laughs> some overlord alien race kind of watching us. Eh, no, don't do that. You're going to kill yourselves. You know, thank God for that. But, are they the, are they the um, adults in the room? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the adults in the room. There we go. Yeah, they're <laughs> kind of like you, the adult in the room. Yeah, sometimes. Um, I was distracted. Keep- I have to apologize. I had a, We had a little uh, brouhaha going on in chat here, and I was trying to make sure it was handled uh, properly without – People overstepping, you know, uh, hurting other feeling people's feelings. It was kind of it was kind of touch and go for a while there, so that had my attention a little bit. I don't know. I just I just uh, closed it because you know they're, they're all adults in chat too, and be adults, people. Come on. <laughs> know, but I had to I focus know. because if I because because I can easily get right in the mix and say some stupid shit. I mean stuff. But uh, I'm glad oh, you there handled you go. it. You every are the adult night, every in the room, night at me. the end of the show, you lose our you lose our PG rating. You, you, you mess up and no, lose the PG. I lost rating. our G rating. Is that okay? Oh, that moves from G to PG. Yeah, yeah, because because you can say you can say the S word on TV. All right, let's do a couple of trivia as questions because people love that anyway. to end the night. Oh yeah, yeah, trivia, and then we'll we'll call. Can it you a- get some easier trivia? When I finish the calendar, I've only, got, s- I've only got that many I'm more to do. I'm going to send you a calendar that that's what, what second trivia grade for trivia, like second me. grade trivia. Did you just call me gay? Where did I use that word? I said second grade, second gay, second. <laughs> did I? Whatever. Oh, I thought you said second you, gay trivia. Can you, can like, you, yeah, what? All right, here we go. Question number one. Where is the World Custard Pie Championship held each summer? Where is the World Custard Pie Championship held each summer? Chat, what do you think? Custard where, pie. Where was, custard, where was custard made? Where did that get invented? Do you know? Well, custard was defeated by uh, Sitting Bull in uh, at the Battle of Little Bighorn in South Dakota. Um, 
Is that where the pie came from? Him? <laughs> he was probably turned into a pie <laughs> after that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm you don't saying. Know where, I don't know where custard. I have no idea where custard are you, are you, are you, are you? I don't I, know. I, Sometimes I, I, you know I, I, weird I, I, stuff. I, 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 hey, ketchup. Mustard. Hey, ketchup. Sometimes you know some weird stuff. I do. You're right. And this one I don't. I don't know where custard uh, was made. So I'm going to go with. I'm. Uh, I wonder. You think it's America? With the what was the question? Repeat the question. The question is: Where is the World Custard Pie eat Championship held each summer? I'm going to think somewhere in the south because they love having food contests down there. Food eating contests. Like, you know, how many marshmallows can you fit in okay. your mouth? If and you say you're going to say somewhere in the south and it turns out to be, let's say, Atlanta, Georgia, you're not right. You're, that's way too enough. broad. Yeah. That's way too broad of an answer to be correct. Um, I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the, the, the Kentucky, the Kentucky, Tennessee, Carolina zone. Kentucky, Tennessee, Carolina zone. Uh, let's see. Chat has I'm going. Chat has Germany in my kitchen, in my belly, London, Minneapolis, somewhere in England, Bavaria, South Dakota, South Carolina, Africa, um, Kansas, Coxheath. That's awfully specific. I don't even know what that is. Specific. Canada, California. Um, and Victor says, I think Deirdre, Deirdre is uh, correct. Uh, what, did, what did Deirdre say? What did D say? I don't know. D said Bavaria. She rolled off the top of my screen. All right. The uh, answer is Coxheath, England. The unusual tradition Who began. Who the hell said Coxheath? That was Jeannie. The unusual tradition began Jeannie back in 1967 as a way to raise funds for the construction of a village hall. That was the most inane boring trivia question we oh brit's trying so hard to hide it <laughs> Brian. okay who is often referred to as the father of modern clowning modern clowning oh who was the guy that was uh uh the Three Ring Circus. He was a famous clown, larger than life, kind of a big guy, big belly. What the heck was his? Oh, I had an uncle that was a clown in uh, three uh, Barnum and Bailey's three. Uh, Barnum and Bailey's? No. Who, who was the one with three rings? P.T. Barnum. That was Barnum and Bailey, right? P.T. Barnum. Three. Yeah, he was a clown with uh, P.T. Barnum for twenty five uh, years. Traveled the world. Steph and Jada. That's just rude. John Wayne Gacy. Yikes. Charlie Chaplin? They're on a different wavelength. Charlie Chaplin? I don't know. I th Clara Bell? Remember Bozo? Remember Bozo the TV show? Bozo the Bozo Clown? Bozo the Clown. <laughs> That's creepy yeah. as hell. I love, I love the... Because uh, uh, what, what's the... Krusty. Uh, Krusty the Clown on The Simpsons. Kind of parodied, the clown. parodied that. Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. Who is often referred to as the father of modern clowning? Yeah, I, I, everybody's got going with company names. Okay, well, nobody part. is even close. The answer is Joseph Grimaldi, a pioneer of clowning who created the character named Joey in the early 1800s. Joey is believed to be the first clown character to wear white face makeup and paint two red triangles on his cheeks. So it is mm. 
It is uh, Joseph Grimaldi. That was another shitty, shitty right. question. It's already a PG. I can say that now. Hey, hey, hey. You're the adult in the room. If you go off the rails, God knows where I'm going. Yeah. All right. Third and final questions. Here we go. Where on the U.S. West Coast can you find Thor's Well, a gaping coastal sinkhole that appears to drain water from the Pacific Ocean? Ooh, I'm going to go with Monterey Bay. Where on the U.S. West Coast can you find Thor's Well, a gaping coastal sinkhole that appears to drain water from the Pacific Ocean? Hmm. Monterey Bay? Lania wants uh, wants me to go off the rails with them. Lala, he's been off the rails. He's he's been off the rails a long time already. This there's, there's no there's no rails. <laughs> yeah. Uh although you know, I think you're probably I think Randall and Kelsey are probably right. It's probably Danny is probably up Oregon. North. Oregon, Seattle, Oregon, Washington, Washington somewhere, somewhere up Oregon. there, yeah. I bet you it's up because that's some pretty rough seas up there. What not? Rough coastline. Did I say whatnot? No, but what it's, say what it's not? in chat. It's uh, Lala said gaping holes and whatnot. Oh. What not? <laughs> gaping holes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Oregon. All right, let's see what the answer here. Again, we're looking for where is, can you find Thor's well? The answer, oh, geez. The answer is. Uh, Disneyland. It is Oregon. I don't know if I can pronounce this. Yakets. Y-A-C-H-A-T-S. Yakets, Oregon, the hole, also called the drain pipe of the Pacific, is about 20 feet deep and makes a dramatic sight, especially during high tide and storms. While it's a popular destination for photographers, it is quite dangerous. Visitors run the risk of being swept away. Oh, wow. Well, you know, population thinning. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well. Mm. All right. Yep. All okay. Right. All right. Well, that's going to do. do we it. Have, huh? Who do we have next week? I don't know. Who do we have next week? You don't know yet. Is it not on the calendar? Are we not that organized again? No, I am quite organized, but I don't have anything scheduled for next week yet. Oh, okay. All right. Well, hey everybody, thanks for hanging out. Make sure you smash them like buttons. Uh, uh, subscribe to the channel. Share the show. That helps a lot. Also. Uh, also, if you go to ParanormalIRL.com, ParanormalIRL.com, the site is under construction and in the process of being built, but there is a merchandise button. Oh, my God. Thanks for the headshot. Uh, there is a merchandise button. Uh, we have quite a few T-shirts up with various designs, shadow people, ghosty stuff, uh, UFO stuff. Uh, Helps support the show, and you get a cool T-shirt out of it. It's Teespring quality, so give us, a, give us, a, give us some help. That would be amazing, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see everybody next week. Thanks for being here, everyone. And we'll see you. George Norris should be a guest. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll take that yeah, under, we'll, we'll, under we'll advisement. We'll, all right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. He doesn't like me.